One, two, three. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Here we go. Three, two, one. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another edition of the Harold and Brad Windy City Podcast. HD, what's going on, man? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. got a special guest in the house, Kenny Young. What's going on, brother? Power, brothers. Power. Good to see Brad you. Brad Harold, see you. man. Good to see you, brothers, man. We all go back a long way, man. I'm really proud of you, brother Shine. You too, man. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. So, like, the first question we always ask is, uh, what is your connection to Chicago and what kind of art do you create? Wow. Um, my connection to Chicago, man, is my roots, brother. You know, I, mean, I was born and raised in Chicago. My my parents were born and raised in Chicago. You right. know, we're a Chicago family. So uh, a lot of things, you know, a lot of my life lessons and a lot of the people that were very influential in my life's journey all came from Chicago. And Chicago just has a rich culture and history, especially with black folks, you know, yes. and, and a storytelling culture. So yeah. it's just a beautiful place to come from. And um I'm sorry, what was the second question? What, what do I do? Uh, well, okay, what kind of art do you create? Oh, um, well, first and foremost, man, I consider myself a storyteller over right. everything. Yeah. And I think storytelling, you know, entails writing, acting, directing, you know, just telling a, a great narrative, a great yes. story. Yeah. <laughs> You know, along those lines, I just rewatched Red Room for the interview, right? And I thought oh, it was a wow. yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I thought it was a really great film, man. Really well written, well directed, well acted. And what I loved about it is that it's a type of story you don't always see people of color in. You know, a dark comedy, a nerdy black couple that becomes murderers, right? And the same thing with uh, Chance, the screenplay you wrote about the uh, animated piece about oh, okay. the. Uh, dog fighting from the dog's point of view and then incorporated things of family and uh, friendship with the, you know, with the hell the dog was going through. But long story short, it got me thinking about this interview I saw with Russell Simmons, right? And he was talking about the movie uh, Kinu with uh, Jordan Peele and uh, oh, Keanu, yeah. And along your lines of being a storyteller, he, he kind of said, paraphrasing that, he didn't know if a lot of people from the hood would go see that movie, you know? Almost like, well, it's it's a black film, but it's not a re really a black film, like kind of putting limitations on what art is, right? So how important is it to you to tell a, a wide variety of stories as an artist, period, but especially as an artist of color? Man, that's a, that's a great question, Brad. Uh, I, I think it's imperative that we expand our, our storytelling and our creative horizons. Right. You know, right. I've seen some really, and I don't want to put any particular names out there, but there were a couple movies from brothers that I, and sisters that I saw recently that were just really out there. Right. But we need the entire spectrum, you know, True. because there's a market for everything, man. Black folks like everything. They like heavy metal. No they question. like horror films. They like sci-fi. I mean, we like all of it. So I, I think that's all a part of our culture. So all all those aspects of our culture should be explored through storytelling. True, so true. I think it's super important. So many times, especially for me being in the in the game, you know, Hollywood, so many times they try to put you in a box when you're yeah. black productions. 
black people wouldn't see this. They're telling you what black people want to see. <laughs> right. Yeah, we see everything. Right. And, and I think everyone is interested in our culture and to see the whole variety of our culture, you know? So to, to answer your question, brother, I think it's, it's imperative. Yeah, let's uh, go back a little bit. Let's let's take it back to uh, your your inspiration for even becoming a storyteller. Where, where did it start from? Where did it stem from? You wanting to to be able to touch, move, and inspire people. Wow. Uh, honestly, as long as I can remember, I just remember being impacted by stories. Man, I remember. This is, this is almost silly, but I was thinking about this the other day. I remember it being like six or seven and my aunt had seen Jaws and came home and told us the story. Yeah. And it just, and she's telling the story. I'm not even watching on the screen. He's right. telling this story and it just scared the shit out of me, man. I, oh, I'm right. sorry. Yes, we it scared the shit out of me, man. It just, right. how my friends at school could tell stories and I've always been just super moved by stories. And to get into the, how I transitioned into the business, I used to be a big fan of the Muppets, man. And my parents bought me all these puppets. <laughs> yeah. so I used to put on puppet shows and things. And um, a guy came to one of the, well, I would put on puppet shows like cousins and kids in the neighborhood, right? right. Strips and all that stuff. And this guy came uh, who was a, a a theater director and he cast me in one of his plays. Nice. So I started as a theater and kid in Chicago. And from theater, it kind of transitioned in into college. I was in the I was in the theater department, but the guys from the film department would come recruit actors from the theater department. And that's how I was bit by the film bug. A, a progressive thing, but it started as a passion and a respect and a love for storytelling. So, so you've done like a number of films. We just interviewed Carl last week uh, yeah. with Carl and also like producer Phil James, right? Uh, he produced yeah. a number of films. Right. So having said that, how important, how, how important is it to have like uh, a nice team or at least a crew of people you can depend upon, <laughs> especially yeah. in a business like this? Brother, there's no, there's no success without teaming up with people and people believing in you and people supporting you yes, and people yes. signing with you. Right. It's, it's, it's impossible. Um, I remember Carl and I wrote our first script, man, in our parents' basements. And this is like in 93 when our early 20s, we had no connections, no nothing, no, we had no no idea how we would actually get into the movie business, man. Right. But I just found someone who was just as willing as I was. True. And he said, man, let's take this journey and we'll write these scripts. We'll face this, re this rejection. We'll have doors slammed in our face, but this is what we believe in. And we had a dream and we moved, went for it. And I know that had I not had Carl, had I not had Phil, had I not had you brothers, how we worked, linked up and acting up, that was tremendous for me and I think all of us. No question. So just not meeting the certain people along that journey, I never would have made the journey so you it's absolutely imperative that you team up i'm not saying you have the partnership with everybody but you learn a little bit from people as you go along your journey that's that's your life that's your life story right there so let's let's talk about uh one week uh, the, the start of it, the process, and then the, let's talk about the award. Um, wow, how did it start? Uh, Carl and I, we had been um, 
You would say that's your first movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. The very first film we ever shot was a short film called Exodus. Exodus 12. I don't even... Wow, I don't even remember the numbers. But it was, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, uh, from the Bible. It was Exodus. It was about a guy who was getting off work, is hit by a car, and after this, he, he gains this ability. Anything he touches dies. But he's not aware he has this ability, so he's going through his day touching people and touching living things, plants, animals, and killing them. It was right, the first right. show. So we did more shorts to that. that we, wrote, we wrote scripts, and it was time to do a feature film. And we had... No money. I mean, we had absolutely no money and we had just linked up with Phil James and he was coming on board as a producer. So he had a little bit of money, but we didn't have nearly enough to really make a film. So we knew we had to do a story that was that didn't involve any car chases or explosions or anything. <laughs> tech. Yeah. It had to be character driven. It had to be something with resources that we could attain. You know, locations we could get, actors we had access to. So we were just looking for my own life experience. And at the time, I had taken an HIV test, and Carl had taken an HIV test too for other. He took his for insurance. I took mine just out of fear and you know health or whatever. So both of us had gone through back then. It was so long ago that you had to wait two weeks to get your results back. Right, then. it was two weeks. Yeah. So. We said, wow, why don't we write a script about a brother that, you know, takes a test and, and has a sweat it out to two weeks. <laughs> so that, that's, it really came from our own experiences thinking like, you know, let's just vibe on what we did. But the first draft we wrote, the first, first of all, the first draft was two weeks. The name of the script was two weeks. And it's <laughs> right. Yeah, because yeah. it was too easy to sign. We like, you know what? After we wrote it, it was like, this is too long, man. We got to, even though no one, we, and it's amazing we thought this. We said, you know, even though nobody's going to believe you can get your results in a week, now you can get them in a yeah, but that yeah. Was, nobody's gonna believe you can get them in a week. But let's let's make it one week. So in the first draft was a total comedy. I mean, we we worked backwards. We wrote the script and then we did the research. So yeah. we wrote the first script and it was a total comedy. It was nothing serious about it. About a dude who has to take a test for his insurance and he's sweating and thinking about all these girls he's been with. It was a comedy. Yeah. So we went to this. Uh, 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 it was in Roseland. Actually, we went to a health center in Roseland, and it was a brother there that took us around to the AIDS clinic and it was, man, it was terrifying. I mean, see beautiful women and everything. It was just, it, it was much more serious. And, and I remember Carl and I were driving back to the career. We were like, yo, we got to, we got to attack this much more seriously. I oh, mean, man, let's yeah. keep some of it funny so people can relate to it. But especially as black men telling this story, we have a responsibility to add a seriousness to it. So that's, that's really how it started to get a lot heavier. And just, you know, writing is rewriting. We kept rewriting it. We kept working on it. And then it just evolved. And it came across, it was just a, a labor of love. We were never trying to make a lot of money or really be famous. We right. just wanted to tell a story that meant something to us and we thought would resonate in our community. So you went through and you got the film made and you shot it and then you uh, put it in an Acapulco Film Festival. Talk about that experience. Wow, and well, excuse me, we shot it in like 12 days, 11 days. I mean, we were running and, oh, you guys both a part of it. You know, we were just yeah, right. running and gunning. You know, it was like, it was our first film, our first feature film. And uh, and I'd say 80 to 90% of our cast and crew, it was their first feature film. All right. of us had never done anything before. So it was, wow, it was just passion. We were going and we got hit with a blizzard. We ran out of money. I mean, everything that can possibly go wrong went wrong. Yeah. But we kept moving forward. We just kept moving forward. forward. Kept moving forward. And then we finished, we had just enough money to get the film in the can. 
and we had no money to get it edited. So uh, Phil went back to work. Carl and I got some really odd jobs. Then we were going to block, but we were working some some bogus job just <laughs> yeah. to raise money, just to raise money for the film. But at the same time, we had shot some shorts right before we shot one week. Some comedic shorts that we shot shout out to. We sent out to L.A. It used to be a a festival. Shout out to this brother Eugene Williams. He used to have this event called Doughboys Dozens yeah. in L.A. Where he was a lot of filmmakers, especially black filmmakers and filmmakers all around the country and the world, to send shorts and a lot of. Hollywood, you know, people in the industry would come out and watch. So our short got in, got accepted there, and we didn't have enough money to go. But we sent the short, and Carl and I are working our jobs in the meantime. So it airs that night, and Robert Townsend was there. Nice. And he saw the short and was like, yo, I like this. Who, who are these guys? They're like, man, they happen to be from Chicago. Rob's from Chicago. So he calls us and says, hey, man, I like what you guys are doing. I'll be in town next week. So he came in town, met us the next week, and he hired, man, that was one of the most inspirational moments of my life, man. Because Robert Townsend, Five Heartbeats, Hollywood Shuffle. These no question. Yeah. Quoting while we're writing one week. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're like, man, this is our hero we're sitting with. And he hired us to write a script for him. That's the first time Carl and I ever got paid as writers. He nice. hired us to write a script for him. And we took that money to finish editing one week. Oh. And then we sat down, yeah, we sitting down in Acapulco. We didn't have enough. To, we missed the deadline. And there was a brother there that gave us an extension. And he accepted it, man. So we went nice. to Acapulco. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing, man, to get our film. And wait, let me preface. We got turned down by, uh, no exaggeration, about 30 festivals. Like, everybody turned us down. ABFF, at the time, it was the Acapulco Black Film Festival. Right. It was the first festival to accept us. So we went down there with no expectations of anything. We just said, man, if we can get two people to watch this film and just do something for us, we're happy. They were screening, and at the time, they were screening all the films at once. And so you had so you had to basically politic and market to get people to come watch your, your film. It's like right. six films. So <clears throat> the, the first day of the screening, we were walking past. Our screening, if it's like seven theaters, it's like we're number seven. We were the last. So we're walking past. Everyone else is screening. We're peeking in. There's this pack. There's this pack. There's this pack. We get to our room. Fellas, it was eight people in there. And it's like a 300 <laughs> And when it's a 300 scene and there are eight people, it looks like one person's in there. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Was we sat there and we were like, yo, you know what? Fuck it. We got here. You know, it's our film is screening. We're living a dream. Let's be grateful. And that's important to stay on your journey, man. Grateful. We said, let's be grateful. And then those eight people that saw it were like, yo, this is great. I'm going to tell people. The next day it was packed. And every day from then on, it was like, it, it was the buzz. It was the most popular one. And nice. then we ended up winning at the festival. We didn't expect any of this. I mean, we went down there just hoping two people can see it and something happened for us. And we came back, man. Oh, God. That was, when we came back to L.A., Every studio in town was calling us. No question. Yeah. Like Chicago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, we had, and that was our first year in LA. We had just moved out. Oh, moved back. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Well, that's, that's leading up to the, the ABFF experience. So, yeah. And you, you won the, they distributed the film one week. And uh, yeah, I'll they, tell they, you, it's still popping up on uh, uh, stars. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, it's still popping up, man. I'm, I'm serious. As, as late as uh, a few months ago, it was on. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still like uh, for a- National AIDS Week, they screen it all over. It still screens at colleges like every day. I get emails from people, and that's amazing, man. We shot that film, fellas. Can you believe that was 20 years ago? Man, oh, 20 years. Goodness. That was that was over 20 years ago that we shot it. Right. I mean, it came out like 20 years ago, but we yeah. shot that over 20 years ago. Yeah. Amazing how the time flies. But yeah, to this day, people still shout it out. I get Facebook request, all type of stuff, man. So I'm like, it's amazing. Right. And it's that little film, and we weren't trying to get anything out of it. We just wanted to further our careers and, and hone our craft. And we were fortunate to surround ourselves with people like yourselves. Right. That's, That's the real magic. Oh la la. Yes.